Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. The views and opinions stated in this podcast are that of the host and their guests. They are not the views and opinions of the network Creative Brain Candy. Welcome to the Stay Wild Trauma Child Podcast. My name is Stephanie, and before we roll into this episode, I wanted to let you know we will be talking about some heavy topics. So this is your trigger warning, that we will be talking about sudden loss, grief, domestic violence, and murder. Jamie and I also are not for the faint of heart. We cuss like sailors and have a dark sense of humor. If either of those bother you, I would suggest not listening to this episode. Also, full disclosure, we are not medical professionals, and we probably need medical professionals. So with that being said, welcome to the first episode of our sub-series, Rewriting the Unwritten, where Jamie and I will be discussing the sudden loss of my boyfriend Matt, whom I was with for five and a half years, and her best friend Emily, who was murdered on Thanksgiving night of 2020. This series is focusing on their stories, how their deaths have changed our lives, and how we are rewriting our futures. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Oh, that's okay. Because I'll go. I, I wasn't ready for any of this. <laughs> uh, no, no, we were not ready for any of this. But so, ooh, August 1st, 2020. It was a Saturday. And ironically, I didn't sleep very well that night um, or the night leading into that Friday night. I was up all night. I don't think I fell asleep until like 3.30 in the morning. So it must have been the universe telling me that something was going to happen. So Matt got up that morning around 6.30 and he went outside and he started his machine. He had a ditch witch that he had for his business. Matt owned his, sorry, Matt owned his own landscape construction business, Carolina Custom Hardscapes, which if you've seen our TikTok video, I was wearing his t-shirt. And so <laughs> he got up in the morning and turned on the machine, which really pissed me off because I uh, had not <laughs> slept and it was 645 in the morning on a Saturday. So the machine ran for about 15 minutes and I got up and I thought like I, it, that was really weird. It was really weird to me that the machine had still been running and I never heard it go down the side yard or I never heard his truck start and because he needed to, to hook up the trailer to the truck and yada, 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 because he was getting ready to Do the go. Whole, yeah. He was getting ready to go to Josh's house that day and cut down some trees. So I got out of bed and I went out into the backside yard and I turned the machine off and I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for the babe. What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? I'm trying to get ready for work. Like, why? Why uh, did you turn the machine off? Like. I need it to warm up so that I can move it, you know. So I turned it off. I huff and puff back into the house and I try to get back into bed. And I just had this gut feeling that something wasn't right. Yeah. And so I got out of bed and I'm walking around the house and I'm walking around the house. And I was like, okay, maybe he came in to the garage to get something or he had to go to the bathroom and he went to the, the second bathroom in the house and didn't come back in our room but I couldn't find him. And so I looked out the front window and the way his truck was parked, I couldn't find his truck. I didn't see his truck. So then I got annoyed thinking that he left and he left a freaking machine running and all this stuff. And then 
I walked back through our living room into the kitchen and I noticed his truck keys were sitting on the counter. So then I was even more confused. Did your stomach drop? Yeah, because I, I feel had, like I've asked you that. Yeah, because I had no idea what was going on. I had no yeah. idea. So then I walked outside and I could see his truck was out there. But he was nowhere to be found. And so. You've got this. <laughs> the neighbor. The neighbor across the street, he lives is like kitty corner from us. I hate that we have to sit in separate rooms to do this. So he could see that I was looking for somebody or something. And so Matt and I at our house, our driveway is a little bit of a hill, as you know. And so I walked... The neighbor waved me on and he got into his car and he drove, started driving up our road to bring me down the driveway. And that's when I found Matt on the side of his truck. And he, I thought he just was hunched over like in pain or something. And so he was leaned up against the running boards of his truck and I, Grabbed him. And I put him on the ground to lay him down and try and do CPR. And he was already gone. And this was at about 7.30 in the morning. So within an hour of him getting up, he was gone that day. It was like he just vanished into thin fucking air. And then, oh, the neighbor was a former paramedic, so he called 911. And then the next thing I know, there's fire trucks and ambulances and cops. And uh, my neighbors came outside because I had been screaming. It was, oh, God, it's amazing. Like we've said so many times. Over the last few months, I can't remember shit, but I remember that day yep. minute by minute, like second by second, whew. every single detail of it. Mm-hmm. All I'll of never it. forget when you called me. Whew. Yeah. I didn't know how to call anybody that morning. Like, how, who, I, and I, te- I texted you. I texted you just saying, yeah, Jane. actually, yeah, no, you, that's right. You did text me. You texted me first and I called Zach up because I called you. I immediately called you. I don't mm-hmm. even think I texted you back because you never you never text me just saying my name mm-hmm. ever. Not once. That's not you. And I was like, have you heard from Steph? Have you heard from Matt? Something is wrong. I know something's wrong. And then he went back downstairs. And I can't I can't remember why. I think it was maybe to grab his phone to try and call or do something. And you called me back in that moment and I was breastfeeding Noah. I think it was about eight in the morning at this point. Yeah, it was like maybe eight fifteen, eight thirty. Yeah. And I I just remember the first words you said were um was uh 
he's gone. Matt is dead. And I, being me, just responded, you're joking, right? Do you remember that? You started yelling. You started yelling. What do you mean he's dead? What do you mean Matt's dead? And, uh, and then I started screaming and then Zach came up. And I don't even remember <laughs> getting dressed. I don't even remember my feet hitting the floor. I don't even remember the drive over here. But I will never forget walking in the house and you just standing on the corner of the kitchen just wearing a gray long sleeve shirt. And I was like, this is this is when everything fucking changes. Because I don't think people really know the history of our friend group, of, you know, of any of us. It's not like you and I were just side friends. People don't really understand. We haven't given them uh, shared that about us. Our big, crazy, weird family. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all, there's there's many of us who have met at different point in, points in our life and um, have known each other for various amounts of time. And no matter what or what position we were in in life, we always came together for holidays and events. And maybe not every holiday and every event, but we called each other, we FaceTimed each other. We were a part of each other's lives in, in a very different way than most adults, I feel like. You know, Matt was Uncle Matt, your Aunt Steph. And this was prior to any death and moving in. And uh, Katie is Aunt Katie. Jazzy is Aunt Jazzy. Mike is Uncle Mike, you know? Uncle Wit. And so this, and Uncle Wit. And so this was like, fuck. Like, we just lost one of our tribe, you know? And... I didn't even know how to make that phone call. I just remember, I remember calling Wit on the way over and I think he was the one that you were the least close with, but I knew mm -hmm. that he would have the availability. And I told him and I think he was at your house in 45 minutes flat. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> he made an hour drive in, in definitely like 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he just came in and gave me the biggest hug and, <laughs> and, um, I was on the phone with my aunt and he gave yep, me some uh, fruit snacks. We're going to call them and uh, made me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that. So he just shoved some fruit snacks in my mouth and then uh, went about his business, started cleaning the house. And he was, he I was know both of us just sat there staring at you because like when you're in this completely traumatized headspace, I mean, of course, we didn't judge you at all because I, I've i been there, you know, just had losing Pam the prior year. I, mm -hmm. I know what that adrenaline is like in that moment. And it's like you were in this, I've got to handle this. I've got to, you're just being on the phone with the lawyers and then hanging up and crying. And so I was like, wit, we just need to stay out of her well, way. You remember you had to bring, you had Noah with you when you first came over. Did I? You did. Yep. You had tried to I, leave him home, but you couldn't, which was obviously fine. But then after Wit came over, you went home with Noah and then you broke the news to Jacelyn that Uncle Matt had passed away. Yeah, I did. I did because it was just I didn't handle that one correctly. I feel like I was just so caught up in the intensity of the moment and literally pulling up to the house. Just it felt like minutes after they took him away. It was. 
and it, it literally was, was you showed up i think 10 minutes after the coroner did and it was or i mean after the those, coroner left it was one of those feelings that like i knew he was going to be cremated and i didn't want to see him but i also did want to see him and say goodbye and it was it was like you know i saw pam and that was life-changing seeing a, d- a dead body is not it changes you so i was kind of like you know i want to i don't want to and either way it's like this gut-wrenching feeling you know he's not here and it's like fuck and then at the same time it's like okay well you know so yeah i'll never forget that morning i forget or I, re- I remember i don't remember the drive over but i remember everything and every detail from pulling up to the driveway the sun was out mm-hmm the house was dark inside yeah it was it was actually a beautiful day that day i remember because (laughs) i was standing outside and it was cool that morning for especially for an august morning in north carolina and i remember i had gone outside and um i'm standing there and i'm looking around and my neighbors are around me and you know, my house is now covered in yellow caution tape and crime scene tape and this, that, and the other. And I remember started getting a little warm out that morning. And I I went to the female police officer and I was like, um, can I go inside? And she's like, what do you need to go inside for? Like, I have to check with, you know, my supervisor to see if you can go in. And I'm like, um, truth be told, I just thought I was going to come out here and yell at him. And I don't have a bra on. And I'm just standing here with all my neighbors and all of these cops. And um, can I go inside and put a bra on? Like, she just started laughing. And I was like, I literally thought I was just coming outside to yell at Matt, not to then be standing out here for the next three hours in the sunshine. I was like, and I'm, I'd like to go put a bra on now if I could. That'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. Just like literally, just give me that this morning, please. Just like, give me that. I was like, "Can I please just go put a freaking yeah, bra on?" That was, like, <laughs> that was like me the other night when I was trying to get the fucking cabinet in the closet, and I was just crying. And I'm like, "I just need one thing to work." Today. Exactly. Exactly. Just, I'm like, before you lose your shit over the smallest things. Yeah, I'm like, "Can I please just go put a bra on?" Can I? I don't need my titties flapping in the wind with all my neighbors around. <laughs> Jesus! Oh. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for that one. But oh my um, God. but yeah. So she took me inside so I could put on a bra, and this and the other. And yeah, I mean that that day fucking sucked. I remember <laughs> his poor mom was in Wilmington. His uncle bought this gorgeous house in downtown Wilmington. It's this huge old house that's been there forever. And it was her first weekend getting to go down there. And I literally um, had no idea where they were. I had to track his mom down. And literally the state troopers got to the house just in time because they were getting ready to go on a ferry ride. I don't remember where they were going. I think they were going to go to one of the lighthouses that isn't really far from, from Wilmington. Yeah. So that was tough. I... God, I remember looking at the sheriff or the detectives and I was like, I can't, I can't call his mom. I can't be the one to call her and tell her. I remember you telling me that. 
And they didn't, they, would, they honestly wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me. They didn't want me. They said yeah. that that's not, you know, that's not fair to you to have to make that phone call. But I could, I could imagine how painful that could have been. I, I don't think I would have been able to get the words out, honestly, without putting her into a panic. Like, that was the thing I didn't want to do. I didn't, because I would have just cried. I remember what that was like. I remember the night at like four o'clock in the morning when I found out that Emily was officially gone and having to call people. Yeah, you came and, and crawled in bed with me. Yeah, that was a f- that was the first thing I did. You and Noah. No, that was the second thing I did. <laughs> you picked up Noah and then came and crawled in bed with me. I screamed in my room. Yeah, I didn't give a shit who I woke up. Um, but uh, yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> I still remember when you called me and you told me that she was missing. I was like, what? Well, the in-between phase of that is, I mean, I know that this 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 podcast specifically, this sub-series is about Matt and Emily, but the minor fill-in details is, you know, the months in between Matt and Emily's death, those three months were also devastating in different ways and life-changing and completely life-altering to both you and me um you know finding out what was it like two this is like two weeks after the week it was the week Matt passed finding out everything about Zach if it wasn't the week of it was definitely the week following yeah um I knew things were off and they were wrong and that was a part of the reason in my marriage and that was part of the reason I brought Noah that morning and I found out that Zach was cheating either the week of or the week after and what? Well, a lot of what we had thought was Zach just being off as we thought he was just in shock that I just lost the love of my life and we took it as he was really tore up because all he could think about was the fact of losing you, but come to find Mm -hmm. out when he would take off to go collect his thoughts or this, that, and the other, he was seeing somebody else and yes, he was not being faithful in your marriage. So finding that out and then me sitting there and being a total pain in the ass and not calling you, because you're, you know, the one thing I recognized but had to learn was that nothing fucking matters after someone dies. Mm-mm. And I recognized that through losing people in my life, but I didn't truly, truly understand it until Emily passed away. Um, it, it, We've talked about this, like, you know, with the, with the passings in our lives, it's they weren't sudden. Mm. So we could almost justify them in a sense of uh, understand them in the sense that, you know, they lived a full life. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to burden you with, Oh my God, you know, he's been unfaithful again and here we are again. And uh, I'm leaving this time and I don't know what to do. And I'll never forget sitting in the Harris Jeter parking lot and you bitching me out (laughs) for not calling you. Cause that's what best friends do. And just being like, well, let's do this shit. And I was like, holy shit, this is really happening. Yeah. And then I remember calling Emily and her being like, 
if, you know, of course, do what Emily does best. And are you sure this is what you want? Are you positive? I'll support you and whatever. Bad bitches for life. Just all her, all her little quips. And then I remember, you know, making that decision, packing up, her and I packing up the remainder of the house together, her holding me crying on the bedroom floor of my my bedroom because yeah. we shared so many memories in that house. And then uh, I feel like I was here in what? Like three weeks, two weeks. It was so short. It was like two weeks after Matt died that you moved in. Maybe, yeah, maybe three weeks. But, um, yeah, because I remember calling you and being like, "What the fuck is going on?" And you were like, "I didn't want to call you because of Matt." And I remember saying to you, Jamie, "My pain with Matt is for a lifetime. This shit is never gonna go away, and life goes on." Like that doesn't mean that my pain is any more than yours or what I'm going through is any more important Fuck than yeah, what you're going through. But it's different because it's I know, not, but it's not the same. Like what you're going, what you were going through at that time was current. Like I'm going to be sad about Matt, you know, yesterday marked Forever. seven months, 10 years from now, I'm going to have a moment where I'm going to be sad about Matt, you know, like it's, there's always, no, it's not. It's it may get easier, and I I don't know, you know. So far, it has not. Well, some things have gotten me. easier. Some things have gotten harder. But, yeah. um, I just knew that you and the babies needed me, and, and we're we a family, you. and that's what. And I needed you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I needed you guys. <sighs> we needed to not be alone. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> got into my fucking part of the story am i supposed to ugly cry <laughs> oh jesus we need to edit all this out <laughs> and we're not going to so hello world <laughs> thank god we nixed the videos <laughs> oh shit yes i do not have a pretty crying face some people look so pretty when they cry. She had the tear rolling down the cheek. Like my whole face contorts like it's having a child of its own. It's just not. It's not I'm sweating over here. Okay. I cry like Noah. Sometimes I'm laughing. Sometimes I'm screaming. Sometimes I don't know what's happening. It's twitching. Um, but yeah. And then I just remember moving in here and life being a total shit show you know i lived in my house for six years and this was a huge change for me and the kids and and at that point in time emily was in her relationship with he who shall not be named mm -hmm. um and it was already we already knew it was not okay something was not right we knew it was bad uh and over those course, the course of those few months, you know, you and I did everything we could to try and convince her to leave him alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I feel like we went above and beyond contacting her mom and, you know, her best friend, Courtney, in Ohio, and just really rallying because we saw Emily losing herself in a potentially dangerous situation and just I know personally having my heart shattered over the fact that she had helped me so much 
And I felt like I couldn't help her in the same way. I know, Jean. And just trying, but she was so fucking stubborn. She was. <laughs> she was so stubborn. A fucking Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> and every doing everything short of literally ripping her out of his house, you mm-hmm. know, it's just, well, we did that too. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I'll never forget the day you you left the phone <laughs> on speakerphone or not on speakerphone. You set the phone down in the car and just screamed at her. It was like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Losing Matt really hit her hard, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were we were a fucking family. We were all weird and had we're such a weird <laughs> We're all fucking weird. We have the weirdest story. Please tell me. <laughs> I know, but I just like, end, you're like, we're all fucking weird. <laughs> by the end of this podcast, I don't think there'll ever be an end because our life is a series of unfortunate events. Let's hope that there's no so, more unfortunate events. Let's hope there's not. But at the end of this story, people will truly understand how, I don't know, how weird it is. You ever think about it sometimes? It's just like how how different we all are and how we all got brought together in so many different ways that should have never happened mm. they should have never all because happened. of you don't we're don't, all what? friends because of you i know you're the you're the common denominator so you're the head i love weirdo. you all <laughs> i am the head weirdo i love you all and i want all you're the friends queen to be of the friends. weirdos there you go <laughs> i oh my god don't yeah whatever whatever I'll are you gonna it. get a Q W are you gonna get a W with a crown on it? <laughs> Queen weirdo. Um I mean that with all but, the love in the world. I know. But uh I I don't know. I, I just remember that was incredibly hard and I remember like in all abusive relationships you just kind of you try and you try and you try and you try to get through to them. And she had this way of speaking to me that pulled me out and I listened to her because I mean, for years, for years, you tried to talk to me. Jazzy tried to talk to me. My mom tried to talk to me and I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking listen. You guys know Mm -hmm. I wouldn't listen. And there was just something about her that made me listen. And she also saw way more than the rest of us did. And she... I don't know. M had this this way about her to just know know what to say. She she really yeah. did. Like even even after Matt passed and before losing her, I remember her and I were sitting around the um the fire pit and we were just talking and she I don't know, she just had this way of making you realize like everything was going to be okay even as the world is literally fucking burning down around you i, I don't she know what it was literally the worst with words i mean <laughs> the was. worst she was horrible the things that would come out of her mouth were like what are you trying to comfort me right now but like they were oddly comforting yeah i don't it, know what it, it was just, about her there's literally no way to put it into words um Literally. She was just M. <laughs> yeah. So I I 
I, I mean, Matt remember... was the same way. <laughs> he was. He was. It's his stupid <laughs> phone calls. Do you need anything? Do you need, need any food? And I'm just like, why? Why you keep bugging me? Because I know you're not calling about food. <laughs> but it was oddly comforting. They yeah. just had a way about them. But so knowing all of this and just, you know, going back and forth with her for months. Again, I will never forget the day I got the text from her mom asking if I had heard from her. I had just pulled into the driveway. I had Noah in the back seat. And I sat there and I stared at it for a minute. And I looked up at the bushes and I just remember staring at this one branch for like five solid minutes. And then I don't know if I called you or I texted you. I can't remember. And uh, or I might have called Amy first. Everything kind of blurred together as far as who I called first. But I remember staring at that fucking branch for about five. It felt like five minutes and just being like, this is it. And I remember you like not getting edginess was not is not the word, but you just being like, nope, she's not gone. She's not I gone. Was in such denial. I she's just denial or somewhere. high hopes. I just really he's hiding her somewhere. I hoped. I really hoped. I really did. I it it was the most surreal thing to hear you say on the phone that Emily was missing. I was like, yeah. that's. That doesn't happen. This isn't real life. People people don't go missing. Obviously, people go missing every day. It's a very unfortunate thing, but But not our people. But not in April. We've not been our people. We have been very lucky that something like that has never happened to us before. And yeah. it's a very very unfortunate, very not I, there's no words to describe it. My heart literally breaks for every single person in this world that's ever had to go through this experience. Yeah. And I I just remember sitting there and being on the phone with the detectives and life. You ever seen those movies where people are like moving in slow motion, but at the same time, everything around them is moving in such the, the movie High scenes they do? High speeds. That's that's exactly what it felt like for fucking weeks mm -hmm. while waiting to hear something back and just trying to find her and all the things that I can't legally discuss on the podcast and all the little minor details and just texting her over and over and over and just waiting for her to text back and just begging her, you know, know. and just... <laughs> sitting there and hating you every time you said she was out there because I knew she wasn't but I, I wish I had your hope you know but not hating you but loving you and and just uh, it was literally like those are the worst couple weeks of my life mm -hmm. not knowing and then finding her I just I already knew but the confirmation was I don't know that's the night I I remember the darkness of the room. I remember just picking up my phone and r seeing that Amy had, she didn't send me a text. She said, sent me a note. And that's what Amy always does when it's a longer message. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. So that was a tough night. Yeah. And I just remember, I, I, just being completely broken and devastated and 
feeling such remorse because I feel like people don't take this seriously. It's like, you know, they're mean and they get in fights. And But at what point do you take it seriously? At what point do you step in in a bigger manner, even if they are adults? So I just... I was just going to say it's tough when you feel like you know the decision somebody needs to make and you can't do anything in your power to make them see that yeah you are you are helpless you are helpless and it's and you can't say anything to the other person hurting them because it's just gonna hurt them worse yep so you have to try and play nice or not play at all and it's just this completely hopeless feeling especially when she was able to when she was able to give me the gift and save me and I couldn't I couldn't return I know so but you saved her in a lot of ways Jane you know that I know so uh yeah and here we are today Mm -hmm. seven months yesterday of losing Matt yeah and we're just what how many months of losing M three Four? I think so. Let me... It was just three months. One, two, three. Yeah, we've just just been three months. And it feels like it was yesterday for both of them. It, It does. But at the same time, at least for me, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It feels like it was 100 years ago, and it feels like it just happened 10 minutes ago. Yeah, because it's just when you're when you're... At least for Emily's case, it's like you feel like the next answer will make you feel better and you're waiting and that time period feels like forever. Mm -hmm. It's like the next answer that comes through will make me feel better when they find her. I'll feel better when I know how I'll feel better when they put her to rest. I'll feel better. And you just don't. Mm -mm, No answer makes you feel any better. That time that time that you wait is. It is, I'd rather be physically tortured. Mm -hmm. The emotional torture of that was just not, not okay. Yeah. And it's, it's tough because it it just doesn't matter because no matter what the answer is, it doesn't bring them, them back. They're not laying in a hospital bed in a coma and you just need this, this one secret word that's going to crack the code and it's going to bring them back to us. Like. And that's, that's not what how I it works. No, it's not how it works. And you know. Yeah. I had like to tell myself just... that no matter what the outcome was, it 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 really didn't matter. Because nothing was gonna bring him back. Nothing was gonna bring Emily back. You know, it yeah. unfortunately doesn't work that way. Yeah, and you're just you're desperately searching for anything to make you feel better, anything to get in my case, justice or like mm-hmm answers or you know and the closure it's some sort of closure yeah and i mean it's in cases like this and emily's you'll never get that answer i will no one no one besides him and besides her will know what happened that night and that it's just i don't know and you just you almost feel like you were talking about how you went and turned off Matt's ditch witch and you were irritated and 
You remember every single thing you were doing while they were dying. Yep. And just feeling like immense guilt. Yep. Because I just remember standing outside with my friends and hoping she was having a good night because it's her favorite holiday. And she was being murdered. Yeah. And I was with my friends and happy and you know I do I felt really guilty for being mad at Matt that morning I remember you talking about it I felt really guilty for having had such a busy week that week that I didn't I didn't really spend any time with him yeah it makes you appreciate the people who are left, I guess. The biggest thing is it made you realize that all the shit that you once thought mattered doesn't. And all the stuff that truly does matter in life matters that much more. You know, yeah. it's not it's not how much you work and how much money you make and this that and the other like yeah obviously making a lot of money is helpful but it's it's the time you spend with the people you love and the memories you make and really you know getting your ass out of bed and going to that barbecue that you don't want to go to and making the time to see the people that that actually give a shit about you in your life it's it's making the people you love a priority in your life and to to live your life. I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned is that you have to live your life because you seriously don't fucking know when it's going to be over. Yeah. I I can't wait to get where you're at. Matt was literally I'm... at the top of his game when he died. So he was getting ready Emily. to fucking shoot even farther. I know. I remember. I remember having so many conversations with him. He'd call me and... He'd be so excited. He'd be like, I just told Steph that we got a client and it's, you know, X number of dollars that we're doing this. And I'm like, I'm so proud. That's I'm great. So I have no fucking clue what you're talking about, <laughs> but I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just like the fight that Emily was having between this person and just wanting to do so much with her life and those conversations of her just, she was so close. I know. And that's what makes it so hard. Is she was so close to doing great things. And just really taking off as a person. As a mom, as a daughter, as a friend. And uh yeah, I I cannot wait to be where you're at. I'm still I know it might be a few months down the road, but I'm still in the I can't find a way to give a fuck about anything place that I think some people hit and they're not honest about. So you also have a lot on your plate. Yeah. But I was used to I mean, I have we've had this conversation so many times because I bet you there's people out there that are like, this must be weird for them to talk about you know, losing your best friend, they just don't understand our friend group. You know, we never had any quarrels or qualms with like Jazzy is my best friend in different ways and you're my best friend in different ways. We all fulfill each other in different ways. 
Um, but where was I going with that? I don't know. Some of the things I'm currently going through, I was so used to talking about Emily with, and she understood where I was at and the things I was going through in a way deeper way than any of any of you. I mean, you guys know, cause I, I tell you everything, but she was just there. She was just very involved. She was at my house all the time. Mm-hmm. She watched Noah. Yep. There's a big difference um, between saw- hearing it and seeing it. Yeah. Because you and I have always tried to be very honest about what goes on in our relationships and, and keep judgment at bay and try and keep, still keep the significant other in a good light you know yeah i mean because there was there was yeah for sure there was there's so many things that's happened but we loved each other all of each other regardless and it doesn't mean that wouldn't see mad at a cookout and slap him over the head and be like <laughs> you're fucking ridiculous what are you do what is you doing <laughs> he usually called you and ratted himself out anyway so yeah that is very true that is very true and then i would call you and be like what why and then he'd get mad that you didn't you didn't coddle him i didn't i wouldn't coddle him i, I coddle enough men in my life oh, as that snap. season is over oh did i say that we should probably cut that out and we should probably just leave it in because i said we should cut it out holla comic relief sarcasm is my medicine Mm -hmm. i don't really know how to end this one well it's clearly not ending ending. no Mm -mm. but it's clearly not ending how about we end it with um a favorite memory a favorite memory oh jesus (sighs) a favorite memory for each of them because i got one for matt yeah uh <laughs> do you remember the time oh lord that we were sitting on the couch in the living room <laughs> you're gonna throw this one out there yes oh I i'm do. throwing it out there <laughs> i'm throwing it out there and i was distraught over yes. the fact that my ex had created a tender whilst we were you were pregnant with noah yes there we go yeah i'll just were... let you say it yeah you were pregnant with noah and all of that. So I was I was distraught. I was just wasn't it Valentine's? Wasn't it that night? Mm, I don't think it was Valentine's Day, but you No. I think oh, it was it around... definitely wasn't. It, it was around Christmas. Because you had the the Christmas tree Reese's. <laughs> always with the Reese's. Yes, you always, always had the Reese's when you were pregnant with Mono. Matt had had a little bit to drink. <laughs> Matt had a little bit to drink and <laughs> had no idea what Tinder was. And, yeah, and I was telling him, and he's like, he just leans over real quietly, and he's like, babe, it gives you that elbow thing he does. And he's, or, and, and he was like, what, uh, what's tender? And you were like, the fuck if I know what tender, and you were like, no, it's a, it's a dating site. You know, it's a, it's a dating site for people to get online dating. And so like he looks at, yeah, it's a hookup. And he looks at me and he looks at you and he does that Matt thing where it's like, I give a shit, but if we get serious right now, everyone's going to start crying and ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so how can I make a joke out of it? Like we all do because we just all joke. And I, what were the, I don't remember the exact words. What did he say? He was like, he was like, Hey babe, can we get a Tinder? And I was like, no. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> come on. I want to tenderize a bitch. 
and we were like so that became the tenderize a bitch what does that even mean we're like it's tinder like why oh child like you need to go to bed like some chicken (laughs) and he just kept going on and on about how he wanted to get on tinder because he thought it was something we could do as a couple and i was like no i was like we are not getting on. You are not getting on Tinder. I was like, you the people understand why this oh is so funny God. because you could not pay Matthew any amount of money to cheat on stuff. No, I you could literally put him in bed with another woman and he would have run he away, would run out screaming, screaming <laughs> and crying, possibly. And then calling me and being like, how do I explain this to her without her beating me? <laughs> he, oh, my God, that child. I don't even know. He the uh, he was a child in a oh, man's body, and it was he, the best thing ever. Oh my god, he surely knew how to make us laugh, though. Oh, yes, god. yes, he did. So, what is uh, what is your favorite story of Matt or Emily? Oh, god, a favorite Matt story. There's so many of them. Um, what's one of like the times where you remember just like. I don't know, crying and laughing until he, you were crying. Oh my goodness. Probably the nights when he would sit on the couch at Christmas time with Rudolph. Fucking Rudolph. He would just sit there and he'd be like, oh, Rudolfo! And he would just play Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer over and over and over again. And he he just loved that freaking reindeer. But he, always, he would always get me with like one-liners. That man... He was he was something else. Oh my goodness. Uh, what were some of his best one liners? Do you remember? Off the top of your head? Oh well he, I mean he always told me I was a midget and that I was <laughs> fucking four six or something like that. I'm five four. Like, what the <laughs> what the hell, dude? Um No, off the top of my head I can't think of any of his one liners, but <sighs> I'm sitting here trying to look through pictures. This is such a, this feels like such a pressured moment. Like we don't have any other moments to talk about our favorite moments. But I think one of my favorite moments, and it's so simple. It is like, it is so simple. But you're going to know exactly which one I'm talking about. was the Snapchat I posted when we were sitting on the back deck. And she was in a goofy ass mood that day. And it was summer. It was the dead of summer. Mm -hmm. And she always called it pitting when she was sweating. (laughs) I'm pitting right now. And she was in such a goofy mood. She was like in the best mood that day. And I love those kind of days with her because, you know, there was just nothing to worry about, you know, and we could dance and sing and laugh. And there was nothing. It felt like there was no worries in the world when Emily was happy. It was literally pure magic. I always loved her. And she'd be like, Jamie. (laughs) Jamie. I actually have the clip. I wonder if it'll play and they can hear it on the podcast i'm gonna let it load but it was um it was when she was sitting out there and all the bugs were flying around her and you know how her eyes would get super big and dramatic yes and she would start swatting everything away and she's like oh i just i we need to find a way to keep the bugs off these off this goddamn porch and And she's searching frantically and she picks up the raid and she's like yes this is this is it this is a solution and she started spraying raid around her. Oh like, my god, I remember. That. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because I thought, I mean, God love her, but I thought she was gonna spray it on herself next. And I was just slightly concerned. So I was like, what what are you doing? 
and she was like she picked up the raid can and i was filming on snapchat at point with the with the big wide mouth filter and she read the can and she was like keep bugs out prevents bugs <laughs> and she's like what what do i not know how to read now <laughs> And I was about to piss my pants laughing because she just looked the way she looked at me. I'll have to post this clip somewhere for everyone to see. The way she looked at me was just like the funniest thing in the world because I we both we both knew she was joking at that point. But like she just she would do the funniest things to make me laugh. And that that is probably one of my favorite memories with her. They they were two funny people. They really were. They were. Because they had no problem making fun of themselves. No, they didn't. And they had no problem making fun of anybody else either. <laughs> oh, my God. The worst. The worst. Oh my but, like, goodness. they did it in such a way where you, like, weren't offended. Ugh. Do you have any favorite memories of Emily? Just you and her? Yeah, that night that she got drunk at my house and fucking put her coat on upside down. <laughs> because oh Emily and I, like all, best, like, all best friends do, I think we were in a fight over something stupid. Uh-huh. And she came over here to vent to you about me mm-hmm. and prob- while texting me the entire time mm-hmm. being like, I miss you and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. And and I, I think you were you- texting me, too. <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. I was. I was because I was having a bad night. Yeah. Miss Emily. She- <laughs> yeah. But she wanted us to go over there and you were like, no, 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 no. I I'm can't. Like, I-, I miss her. <laughs> but like, I need I just need a second because I'm just going to cry and I can't cry anymore. <laughs> Because I miss her. We were such a mess. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, you were. Yes. And. Yeah, she thought she was 10 feet tall and bulletproof that night. And she. She was she, bound to determined to make me feel better. <laughs> she freaking gets her coat on. And she is like, I am ready to go outside. She wanted to smoke a cigarette. And I am looking at her. And she it was her her fluffy cheetah coat. You know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. you sent me the picture yeah, and I about peed myself yeah, the other night because I'd never seen upside it. upside down. Her hood's hanging <laughs> over her tiny little ass. And she's just like <laughs> puffing away like Cruella fucking DeVille out there. On a mission. I remember how she would smoke her cigarettes when she oh was on a mission. It was just like... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't even make the sound. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure I had to carry her tiny little ass in the house because it was raining. And she's oh, going to melt. God. Oh, Lord. Damn, oh my it's God. raining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss them. Them and their I craziness. I miss them so much. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Well, that was a great, great story time. Yeah. Here's the part <laughs> two, right? Here's the part two. How we cope with this shit? <laughs> How we don't? I don't know. Tune in. <laughs> find out. find out how we have fallen apart in the next 15 minutes when we try to film the second part of this. After we meet in the living room and cry for a solid 10 hours. <laughs> At the realization that we're about to share this with the world. Yeah, right. That's all right. I'm so glad we didn't do this video. Can I just say that one more time? Yeah. For the record. <laughs> you guys should be glad too. Yes. <laughs> all right wrapping up yep we will see you guys on the next episode yep thank you thanks for listening